Welcome to the Empowering the Future of Work podcast from InTech Ideas. The world of work has changed dramatically for companies and their team members. It's almost like someone hit the fast forward button, creating a new normal for work. The challenges we're encountering are endless, but there is a better way. This podcast focuses on tips, tricks, and topics to help you to excel in this new normal. We'd love for you to join us after the show when we host discussions about each topic on LinkedIn and Twitter. Now let's get started. Hi, and thanks for joining us today. I have an exciting guest today that I'm I'm super excited to have a great conversation about. Uh, Many of you know the background um, of InTech and some of the reasons we got into the things that we're doing and the focus on the future of work, um, but really on you know being much more aware of the people and the stakeholders that are involved in your organization, make sure we're taking care of each other um, and doing best by each other. Um, and so this topic on workplace mental health is extremely important to us, and I'm excited to have Johnny Crowder with us today from Cope Notes. Johnny, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. I love, I'm in love with your, uh, the future of work moniker. I kind of want to steal it. We are, we actually just found out that we officially got the trademark for empowering the future of work. So we're, we're pretty excited about that. I actually just got the notice. People do not understand what a fight, a a simple trademark can be. That's a, that's a real victory. I'm happy for you guys. (laughs) It was, it was a much longer process than I ever imagined. That's for sure. (laughs) So, we're so excited to talk about this, and you know we've had a lot of great topics, but this one this one is is pretty close to home and something that I think everybody deals with and thinks about. So I'm really super excited to talk about this with you, hear more about Cope Notes, and kind of really get into it. But first, I want you to kind of share your background because this again, this is a, a a lifelong thing for you and very personal. Yeah, the if you want the long version, I definitely encourage you to check out my TED talk. I share a lot more about, you know, that's like the 18 minute version of everything I've been through, but the sort of 30 second, one minute version is, um, I grew up in Tampa in an abusive environment. So pretty much straight out the gate, you're learning things incorrectly. Um, and I was diagnosed with a number of mental health conditions in, uh, high school formally, but they were affecting me on a daily basis in middle school and even elementary school. Um, and I am fortunately a suicide survivor and I went to school for psych. I started doing, um, I started treatment in high school. I was in treatment for about 10 plus years, a little more. And um, I've been doing public advocacy and peer support through NAMI for over 10 years now. And now I get to work in the mental health field full time. I get to speak at conferences and events and um, webinars now in 2020. And I get to run a mental health company. Right. So it's kind of a, a really weird full circle thing. Indeed. Uh, you know, it's amazing the opportunities you have to to really impact lives in all sorts of sorts of ways. Now, you know, the the thought of mental health has been, I'll say, say taboo for many, right? Nobody really wants to talk about it, even coming down to the things they what they want to call it. Um, you know, they talk about workplace wellness and they, they kind of soften the edges, but you're, you're kind of a proponent of meeting it head on um, and really talking about workplace mental health. Why is that? Well, I think, well, first of all, I mean, once you get tattoos on your face and your hands, you don't get to be soft about anything anymore. You kind of, you kind of have to approach things with that attitude. Uh, that's the paper they make you sign when you get those tattoos. Um, no, the, the truth is, 
I I think that so for example, the reason why my generation is is fairly poor at managing money is because our families never discussed money. So we had no sense of, we had no bearing. Um, and I think the same is true for mental and emotional health. The the less we talk about it, the less understanding we will have around the entire idea and how it affects our lives. And then the worse we will do at managing it. And ultimately what I want to do is not only destigmatize the topic of mental health, but help people understand the difference between mental illness and mental health. I live with mental illness. I am diagnosed right. with schizophrenia, bipolar one, OCD, ADHD, PTSD, ABCDFG. And that I am the one in, uh, I've seen all sorts of t- statistics, one in three, one in two, one in five, five in five live with mental health. If you have a brain, I don't care if you live with a diagnosis or not, this topic applies to you. And the more we use the term mental health, the more people can come to understand that they are not somehow magically excluded from the conversation. Yeah. And I think that's important to think about. And it's, you know, at least from my perspective, there are times when each of us is not mentally well, right? I've been in that place. I've seen it. You know, it's not a good place to be, whether whether it gets the label mental illness or not, it doesn't matter. So we all in some form or fashion have to deal with it. So it's 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 critically important to you know address this head on. I love the fact that you're you're right there in front of it. Now, I don't have any tattoos. I am a wimp when it comes to that. I can't imagine getting a tattoo, uh, but that's a whole nother story. That's a whole nother story. My kids, my kids are already laughing at me. Not that they have tattoos yet, but they are talking about them as soon as they turn old enough. Um, but you know, so it's, again, it's, this is one of those things that I think you're right. Getting out there and talking about it, discussing it, getting in front of, of people is, um, you know, critically important. Now your business cope notes, you are really getting out there in a bold way to do this with modern technology. Tell us a little bit about cope notes. Um, I want to first touch on the modern technology aspect. My favorite part <laughs> about cope notes is that we are using not so modern tech, at least on the user end. So our back end is like all this super high tech cutting edge crap. And that's important. But on the user end, I just want to make this comment because, you know, in tech, I have to bring it up. Um, (laughs) The biggest mistake that I think uh, people have made in the last couple decades with tech is that we kind of get married to the idea that the more complicated and fancy the tech is, um, the better the product is. And that's simply not true. Um, There are so many things that are kind of in an, if it ain't broke, don't fix it territory. And when I look at the future of work, like you said, I'm thinking, how do we make things, the, the goal of tech is to make things easier for humans. So if we build something that has all these different modules and cases, and then it takes so there's such a huge learning curve, all of a sudden you're making things more complicated for the individual. So cope notes approach was instead of saying, what is the most high tech thing we can do around mental health? We said, how can we leverage tech to make the easiest to access mental health resource that can be used across demographic whether people are living with a diagnosis or not. And 
the people, I know there are people out there that are like, huh, text messages. And I'm like, you don't even take a psychology course, buddy. It is the most popular modern form of communication. And it's important not to overthink stuff that isn't tied to your core mission. Like making it more complicated won't help us help more people. It just won't. I, I love I love that it resonates, and I I can tell you that I preach that to our customers as well. Um, as a former CTO, I often am questioned at my position that it's not about the tech. Yeah, and the the best technology solutions are really those that the tech is is hidden in the experience. Right, it's not the you know really strong technology. You kind of hide it, put it away. So- so I'm in, uh, some people might not know this. I am in a, a metal band called prison. So if you're a metal fan, go look it up. But I work with, um, uh, I've been doing music for over a decade. That's a huge part of my life. I toured for six, eight months out of the year for, for almost my entire life. And, um, I'm very picky about music and what any producer will tell you is the best producer is like will fly under the radar and go unnoticed. You know a song is produced well when you don't think at all about the production of the song. You can just focus on the song itself. You can hear everything, you enjoy it. If you ever listen to something and go, wow, I'm noticing the production, uh-oh, maybe it's not. Right. Right. It's the same for <laughs> Not so well done. <laughs> you, have to let, you have to let the song shine. And I think in tech, you have to let the whatever product or service that you're distributing, you have to let that value shine. You can't get in the way of it. For sure. Yeah. That's, it's incredibly important to really think about that holistically right around everything that you're doing. It's the, you know, we need to be focused on the experience and whatever we're doing. And we talk broadly about the future of work and that's really, really revolutionizing and changing the way we do things. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's what it's all about for sure. Now we've got some interesting times coming up, right? And I, I know Thanksgiving's next week. We got the holidays coming up. This is this is a beautiful time of year and a tough time of year for a lot of folks. What yeah, are your thoughts on the holidays? That's not it's it's a it's a challenging time. It is a mixed bag. I personally love and adore the holidays leading up to them. And then sometimes a little bit after or during I can get kind of a holiday blues where I'm like, Oh, I'm so excited for Christmas. And then I have Christmas and not to overshare, but you know, divorced parents, fam, not all my family lives in the same place. It can get a little complicated around the holidays. And there, as much as I look forward to the holidays, there's part of me that kind of braces for them. Like there's a teeny tiny part of me that, that is dreading whatever um, sort of unrest may come from sure. all, all of these family members reuniting. And it is something that I do my best. We we're talking before we started recording. It's something I do my best not to carry with me into things, but sometimes I do. I'll notice that, you know, I'm at the gym and I kind of zone out for a couple minutes and I realize, wow, I was just like worrying about Christmas. Like, do I get my dad something or what is the social norm with how things have changed? And I think with COVID, I was on a call with a team um, that I'm working with on a project with USF Health and several people on the call shared that they were um, feeling guilt around, you know, they feel guilty if they go see their family because of COVID. 
um, and they don't want to feel like they're endangering people. But then they other people felt guilty for not going to see their family because of COVID. So right. this is an extremely complicated season. And it's it's not just like, are you excited for Christmas or not? It's like, no, there are so many different factors here. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that people will be accepting that everybody's experience is a little different. And, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, you mentioned COVID right now, we're in just a, a state in the United States where it is, I, I never envisioned we'd see so much divisiveness in something that you would think would actually bring people together yeah. to fight against. Um, and I know it's going to be hard for a lot of folks um, in terms of how they approach this. Great news on the horizon for sure with vaccines and treatments and stuff, but there's a lot of people that are still struggling with this. Um, and you know, I know from the work perspective, one of the things you and I talked about before was um, when I started in tech, my partner Chuck, one of the, the things that we immediately said, it was one of the immediate tenants, we will not have clients go live on January 1 anymore. And really at the beginning of January at all. And it wasn't for anything other than we spent many a holiday season working through the holidays and not really enjoying the time that you should be. And, you know, we paid the price. Our families paid the price. And we're like, not not doing that anymore. We're, we're changing that. And it's, you know, the reality is it's better for our customers that we're working with. Um, you know, they can be ready to go live in January if they want. We can be finished with their putting everything together for them at the beginning of the holidays. And they can sit and enjoy their holidays while everything's ready to go. And same thing with the team, right? So again, it coming back to the the mental health aspect of this, making sure that you have that downtime and that, that ability to disconnect, spend the time and enjoy the holidays in whichever way that you celebrate them is critical, right? It's critical and not yeah. enough to do it. So you are calling me out in a good way. I need to hear this. I tend to assume a ton of responsibility and have this mentality that um, if I don't respond to something right away or if I, you know, basically if I'm human, that I'm going to lose out on some huge opportunity. And that's such a, it's such, it's so FOMO driven. Like I can't tell you how many people, even in the past couple of weeks have no call, no show to meeting with me, which destroy, uh, nothing makes me more frustrated than that. But when they say, hey, I'm so sorry, I actually had to take my kid to the hospital because he ate something that he was allergic to. We had no idea he was allergic. We spent the day in the hospital. Turns out he's fine. I'm so sorry. I'll reschedule. You know what I say? Dang, that's really brutal. No sweat. Find whatever time works for you on my calendar, even if it has to be after the holiday. But then when I think that something happening in my life is going to make someone else burn a bridge with me. It's me forgetting that I'm a person too. And I think a lot of leaders fall into that trap. They think even leaders who are very conscious of their employees' wellness, which there aren't that many of, I hope to breed more of them. um, Even those leaders can say, well, I want to make sure that all my employees, all my team, donors, volunteers, faculty, staff, I want to make sure they're all taken care of for the holidays. And then they're at the dinner table checking their email. I'm pointing at myself. Um, and last night I went out to dinner with my sister for the first time in a while. And she said, you have to put your phone in the center console of the car while we drive there. It has to be in my purse while we eat dinner. And then it's in the center console on the way back. You are not allowed to check your email or go on Slack or look at Trello. And I was like, 
I was nervous that for a couple hours, if a customer question came in or if one of our clients had clarification about a contract, that I would be a couple hours late. Where, where, reality check. I'm it's, like human. It's, it's a scary thing for sure. I mean, and it's and it's hard. And I, I can say this with full accountability because I consider myself a recovering person in yeah. that scenario. Um, I, I have been up on uh, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, early in the morning while others are still reveling in the new year, working on projects. Yeah. Um, and, I, and even expected, expected my team members to be there to support it. Um, you know, and, and been there where we, <laughs> this was, this was actually kind of sad and funny all at the same time. I remember being at a client's office or a prospect's office. And one of the things we were talking about was how quick we were responsive, right? You know, we could shoot a text or an email and somebody was going to respond right away. Mm-hmm. Unwittingly, what we're creating is that, that instant demand response. And that's not good. That's, and it's not sustainable. No, um, I, so it's it's one of those things that's hard. I'm good for your sister and holding you accountable because that's oh, she's we brutal. have to have people to do that <laughs> for sure. <laughs> awesome. So a couple things. You've got you've got a big project coming actually has kind of a, a, a timeline to it that hopefully we can help get some some information out there for you around the, the CARES project you guys are doing. Tell us a little about that. So I will be as efficient as possible in disseminating this information. Basically, if you are not aware, um, the federal a the federal government made a ton of money available, like billions, over a hundred billion dollars, like one hundred seventy five billion dollars of federal funding available. I can get. I will bet my right arm that most of that will disappear by December thirty first because no one's going to redeem it. No one is actually. Right. They're not getting enough requests. The system of awarding this funding is so backwards and archaic and confusing. Um, So as a result, there's billions of dollars that are going to expire at the end of the year. And um, at the same time, there are a ton of nonprofits and organizations that um, need support. And so what Cope Notes has been doing is helping nonprofits complete proposals, um, submit applications, and then leverage that CARES funding to provide mental and emotional health support to their either the community that they serve or the caregivers, like the people who actually run the programs. Um, so yeah, the, the federal deadline is December 31st, although county deadlines have already passed in some counties. So it's just all over the place, but we tried to make it right. as simple as possible. So um, if you go to copenotes.com slash cares, it has all of the information on it. The application, there's a form on the page that takes less than 30 seconds to fill out. Um, and we basically draft the paperwork. We help connect you with the county and see if you can leverage that to make a positive impact on whatever population you're serving and not have right. to pay for it yourself. Oh, that's that's fantastic. Yeah, it's it, even as a business owner, I wasn't aware of that until we spoke. So that's, you know, a lot of times those opportunities are not well communicated out there and it's a select few that finds out about them. So we'll, we'll definitely see how we can help get that information out to the other businesses that are out there that can take advantage of it. Um, you know, we try and keep these conversations at 20 minutes. There's so much more. I'd love, love to dive in with you. So we may, we may have to find some time to do another, another follow-up session. Maybe we'll look, uh, out a few months. I think what may is, is, uh, mental health month. Mm. Right. Um, so we can mental health awareness month out in May. We can, we can look at doing some further things, but 
Johnny, thank you so much for the time and your your candor and your openness to talk about this. Hopefully people you know take advantage of this, listen to this and reach out to you. I can tell you one of the things I didn't mention, he uh, Johnny mentioned his TED Talk. That was actually done in Eustis, Florida. I give a little shout out to Eustis, Florida, which is where I graduated from high school. So I did not know that Eustis ran TED Talks until I saw, saw Johnny's TED Talk. Um, but anyway, so you can see that we're going to provide all this information in our show notes. We'll make it out there and available to you. Uh, information on Cope Notes and information on the CARES Initiative. Um, and I encourage you to open up conversations in your organization. Talk about the things that matter. Think about putting your people first in every way that's possible. Um, and again, Johnny, thank you so much. I appreciate the time. Yes. I want to say one last thing, if possible. Absolutely. Um, a lot of people ask me, uh, especially leaders, how the heck do I start mental health conversations with people. Like, I don't even know what kind of words to use. Um, right. So I encourage them. Uh, Cope Notes has a podcast. It's literally called the Cope Notes podcast. There's a link at copenotes.com right in the main nav. And the way that we discuss mental health in those interviews is we use terms like, you know, was that really frustrating for you? And so how did you react when this happened? Or were, were you scared that this might happen? And we're not using these technical, clinical, jargony terms. We're using everyday, like words that pop up in everyday conversation to have these important talks. So if you're curious about a starting place and maybe how to word some of these hard questions, I encourage you to check out the Cope Notes podcast because it will help normalize these things in your brain and then help equip you to start these conversations in your workplace or your home, wherever. Indeed. Awesome. Thank you so much. That, that's perfect. We'll make sure that again, all of that reference will be in the notes. Uh, we'll link directly out to it so you guys can, can follow up with Johnny and the Coke Notes team. Johnny, again, thanks. And uh, we'll look forward to talking again soon. Yes, sir. I have you down for May in my mental calendar. Perfect. Perfect. Thanks for joining us today on the Empowering the Future of Work podcast. Don't worry if you think you've missed something. We include everything in the show notes. You can also participate in the conversation by heading over to intechideas.com and clicking on the podcast link. You'll find information on each podcast plus links to our social media channels to continue the discussion. Finally, make sure to subscribe to the show and share it with a friend. Until next time.